Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. There was recently an article on an embryo that was destroyed at RPA due to bacteria contamination. Did you have any thoughts you wanted to share around that? Everybody's trying to move forward in helping people have a baby in adverse circumstances like cancer and chemotherapy. And so everybody is looking for ways to get around it. One of the problems with with cancer and chemotherapy is that it kills sperm, it kills eggs. And not not all chemotherapy, but but a significant amount, because that's what it's for. Cancer therapy is to stop abnormal cells or cells that reproduce a lot, which is what sperm cells and egg cells do. They are effective in stopping those cells growing and, and, and affects both normal cells and abnormal cells where there is rapid growth. The way we normally try and help these patients is to take sperm and eggs before they start the chemotherapy, freeze them so that they're later on. But probably left behind, even if we do kill off some of those cells, there probably still are some cells present, eggs and sperm, that may the production line may start again. And everybody's looking for stimulants for that to happen. Um, we're also looking at it uh, for the same reasons of stimulating eggs. We're looking at the possibility in older women, if we can create uh, some of those some eggs in the older women by using these same sort of techniques. I'm not totally familiar with what they were doing in the United Kingdom for this work, but I'm sure one, one day some of that's going to come to fruition. One of the things that I've been increasingly convinced of is in situations where there is a poor ovarian reserve is the possibility of stimulating what is left by injecting growth factors into the ovary. These growth factors are contained in in every person's blood and using a process of centrifugation to produce a platelet-rich plasma we started injecting that into the ovaries and one of my colleagues is doing it i've, I've sent a number of patients to him uh, well, in fact i've only sent five patients to him <laughs> so far in this experiment and two three of them uh, sorry two of them have actually conceived i i was scanning someone today who had um, conceived after an ivf cycle after that had this prp therapy so it's holding some hope. I talked to my colleague, 
after I'd done the scan today and said, you've got another success. And of the 30-odd patients that he's treated now, there are uh, three ongoing pregnancies, which for women with very poor prognosis is promising. So I think there are more things going to happen that are going to make it possible for some women to get pregnant who otherwise we would have said there's no chance. So this is an interesting one, Prof. Um, if a woman is 47 and her eggs are perfect, can she get IVF without an egg donor? He doesn't have perfect eggs, full stop. <laughs> so at the age of 47, as I have discussed previously, if we look at women who, even though they may produce a good number of eggs, and that's uncommon in a, for a start, the average number of eggs we get for a 47-year-old would be one or two. But if she happens to get, I don't know, I recently had a woman that ended up with 11 eggs at the age of 47. But, and they may look perfect on, on the first day we collect them, mature uh, eggs, normal colour and consistency. But of those 11 eggs, we got one embryo. And that embryo, when it was tested, was genetically abnormal as again i've previously stated and what the, the facts are that at 47 nearly uh, certainly 98 percent or more of the embryos that are created are genetically abnormal even though they look like normal good embryos they're embryos that have gone from that single cell that's fertilized through the stages of multiplication and division to be three or four hundred cells almost certainly they're going to be genetically abnormal. Yes, it's possible. Uh, I quote that figure of two pregnancy, two babies out of 800 cycles in women 46 and above. My oldest pregnancy is in a 47-year-old. So I've done it once in 30 years. That's how rare it is for an older woman with her own eggs to produce a pregnancy. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.